You will notice that every episode of Monkeys Took My Jetpack contains an explicit tag, meaning there may be language which would be unsuitable for work or for children. This time, we mean it. You've been warned. Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and thank you for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 63. It's good to be back after a long hiatus. We're back with the Dresden Files, our 16th session, as it happens, and if you need to play catch-up on the Dresden Files, you can find some of them still on the podcast feed. If you want the complete rundown, go to our website at mtmjetpack.com and check them out. Our cast is as it always is for these episodes. We have Trilobite as our illustrious game master, extraordinaire, yours truly, Blind Geek, playing David Mercury, Josh Burnett, playing Ezra Kirkland, and Thunderstep, playing Adam Dipple. Stay tuned, because after the session is over, I have a surprise for you fabulous listeners, one which, uh, well, some of you will like, and some of you will probably not care, but you're going to hear about it anyway and get a chance to experience it. So, without further ado, grab a cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack, issue number 63, Egg Hunt. Okay, so you chimps, you guys want to do some Dresden? Sure. Yes. Okay. You had just emerged from the hospital, dragging behind you the Pathetic. dejected and shell-shocked Dr. Dr. Engel. Yeah. You had ensconced yourselves in the car and were commencing to argue as to the good doctor's fate. Rain is drumming loudly. Wind is gusting, sky is starting to clear up. You can see occasional flashes of lightning now further and further out to sea as the storm begins to break up. It's about three in the morning now. Okay, and we're having the discussion of whether or not we should take him to the church or take him to, uh, what's her name? Rose, Rosie, Rose, yeah, the Rosie ones. the Riveter. Yeah, Rosetta. Rosetta, I think. Yeah. Trust your instincts, Eric, they're usually right. And I'm voting for the church, and Ezra is deadlocked against, and... For the wards. Yep. They're the ones to deal with supernatural crime. Be that as it may, this guy didn't know he was committing a crime. And I pointed out to our ex-police officer that that has never been an excuse. It is to... Damn it, my player knowledge and my character knowledge are... I'm pretty sure any court of law ignorance. Of no, 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 no. What I was going to say. No, no, no. What I was going to say was it is when it comes to the death penalty, you wouldn't put someone. But I don't know if he knows that's what's in store for the guy. So I can't. I certainly haven't told you. Mm-hmm. Damn it. All right. No, you I just, do know. Earlier, when you had first encountered a warlock, uh, yeah. you had a discussion with Rosetta about what to do with this individual. Uh. And she said. If it was up to me, I'd cut off his head right here 
that's generally what we do in these cases. Okay, then I remind, well, I'll remind him. You know, the last time we ran into a situation like this, Rosetta said that it was up to her, she'd cut his head off right there on the spot. So when it comes to matters of the death penalty, we only put that forth as an option for premeditated crimes. So if you realize, I'm, uh, yeah, I know he's right there. He's right there. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm making a social attack against David. Ooh. All right then. I'm going to respond with my conviction. I'm going with conviction. I'm like, ah, look. Now, gentlemen, if you want to take this to the dice, and both of you are willing to do it, I'm happy to do it, and we'll set it up like a normal combat with zones and etc. If you want to just argue it out, that's also fine with me. But as far as I'm concerned, it would have to be consensual. It would have to be an action between consenting adults. <laughs> well, my, my, my thing, that, that's totally fair. Well, my thing is, it sounds like we're both pretty dead yeah. set up, and that's what social combat's for. Yeah. And I'll... also, we've never done any player versus player combat, nor have we done any social combat, player versus player otherwise. I'm willing to do that because, as he said, I think if we don't, we're going to be going back and forth until the cows come home, and we'll just be... Well, I see it this way, I see it that way, I see it this way, I see it that way, and we're not going to get anywhere, so... Could I throw my two cents in? No, it's not between... No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. I'm just okay. being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, while these two are socially beating the holy hell out of each other, I think I'm going to talk to the good doctor and find out where the hell he got all this stuff again. That'd be the smart thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh, clear thinking. You guys had had this discussion, actually, with the good doctor. I just yeah. don't know if your friend, Mr. Mercury, has revealed any of that info. I think I, I did. believe you passed it on I last did, time. yeah. I did. Maybe a quick recap would be in order. Let's see what I can remember, because it's been two weeks. I know, that's so long. It is for me, shut up. Um, it is for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember he got it from a woman whose name escapes me. Faith. Faith, that's right, of course. And she indoctrinated him into this kind of cult thing with this guy. I remember... I named Pace. Yeah, and Pace... I believe gave it to her and she passed it on to him, but I, or that could just be me filling in gaps that weren't actually established. That's fine. That's how you relate it then. Okay. If nothing else, he had a lot. Well, the guy's sitting right there. If I got it wrong, he could correct me. I'm thinking this is hint, an out of character recap. Hint, hint. Yes. So he got what we're presuming is the egg. We don't even know for sure if that's what it is, but it's definitely something with some bad mojo about it. And he was using it to save children's lives, not realizing that it was so you know upon reflection if this is not the egg and i'm so caught up in this moment right now i could be missing something painfully obvious so feel free to bonk me on the head if this is not the egg then how do we know this has been doing any bad things at all do we absolutely know for certain that this stone is connected to any deaths see the thing is you guys got to remember are you speaking in character or out of character? I'm speaking out of character right now. All right, so I'll speak out of character. The snakes said that the egg was planted under the hospital in the center of the city. And there's another that egg was one of that them, was yes. one of the eggs. The one we were looking for, again, but the snakes keep on saying it's buried below the hospital. In every case, they have talked about that, yes, about yeah. them being buried. Buried. Well, we've and got the thing is, we haven't found anything buried the necklace was on the doctor. Well, here's but the, thing. the, the, only thing the necklace we... is connected to the eggs. I can track it. Well, then why aren't we doing that? Because we're still determining what to do with the perp. Take them along with us until we figure out what the hell's going on. That I sounds think... like a bad idea. Well, I think <laughs> he should see what we're dealing with. I tend to agree with This sounds Adam. like this is getting... This bad. is getting very in character now. <laughs> yeah. It would sound like we want to arbitrate 
via the dice. So let's go ahead and do that. Ordinarily, I would set this up, like I said, with zones and everything else because, well, love is a battlefield. <laughs> oh, God. But it sounds like you're looking for quick resolution. Sure. Okay, then let's go ahead and do this with just a straight-up normal we are grognards who do not understand social interaction attack. <laughs> now, I would like to use, and I don't know if this is something I normally have to use a stunt for, but I'd like to use lore to cite precedent. I'm like, look, historically, once someone starts down the dark path, forever doesn't control their destiny. And while he may be unintentional, Absolutely. now he's tainted by the foul evil and will do it again, unless the people who are trained for 2,000 years on how to deal with it take care of him. Whether they send him to magic rehab or cut off his head, I can't know. There's this guy out in Chicago named Harry Dresden that killed his mentor, and he was supposed to be head off, but nope, someone sponsored him, and now he's apparently doing pretty well in the business. So he's not necessarily going to have his head cut off, although I can't say that's not going to happen. Excellent. Roll your Lighting. lore as a attack and rebuttal or defense. Let me cite the case of Merlin versus uh, Lefay of 478 A.D. <laughs> I start rolling out scripture. Mm -hmm. Judge not lest ye shall be judged, and other things that the player can't think of right now. He was, without sin. he was cast the first stone, and of course, he's attributing them where appropriate. Suffer not a witch to... Oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, we ignore that one now. <laughs> I'm defending with conviction. I got a plus two... And I got a five for lore. I think my conviction is five, so that's seven. I'm just defending, right? If I overcome, the, the shifts don't do anything extra because I'm just defending, right? That's my Unless, understanding. Okay. That's then what it, it sounds your, like to me. Okay. Then it'd be your turn to come back. Right. Yes. So I got a total of seven coming at you. All right, that's what I got also. So. Oh, God. Damn me. <laughs> now you get to come back at me. Yeah, I should have just... Rolled the defense, and now my comeback is the scriptures that I was throwing out. I will require description, so that was good as a defense. Okay. I'm breaking with my discipline, defending with discipline, and going, Nuh-uh. <laughs> no, you are wrong. Okay. No, you certainly no, can no, do that. No, 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 And I remind him, the way the laws of this country are set up is such that he is at least deserving of a fair trial. A fair trial. We have trials. Hmm. That wasn't what it sounded like with, I'm going to cut off his head here on the spot. Thank you very much. Well, that's why she didn't do it. All right, go ahead and make your attack at me. So, Doc, how are you doing? <laughs> Seriously. I deal with this crap all the time with these two. The man who has just discovered that the foundation of his life may very well have been a lie and that the struggle upward from grief, which he undertook over the last year doesn't really respond to flippant remarks at the moment, or doesn't seem to be willing to do so. He stares into the middle distance with a haunted, vacant expression. Doc, come with me for a second. You don't need to be around these two. Where are you, you going? There? Just so outside I... the car. Okay, so you step out into the pouring rain and blowing wind. Yeah. Got a five. Spend a fate point to go cop-turned-cabby. Okay, I'd say your description warrants that. Which is seven. I'm going to spend another fate point to go... Oh, you bastard. Holy champion of the innocent. Mm -hmm. I've got one fate point, damn it. I can't. All right. Keep and on. So that it. makes it Keep... nine. That's all I'm going to do for now because I only have two more fate points. No, wait. I spent two there, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did. So I have one more fate point. And we haven't even gotten into the adventure proper yet. <laughs> so I've got some compels due. So uh, what are you coming at me with? Well, what did you roll? 
What do you have? What, what is your total? No, no. What did you roll? You just said no, you spent okay. Two days. Whoa, hold on, hold on, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm just curious. I mean, I'll gentlemen, roll. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Blank. Yes. As the attacker, please give me your number. Nine. Nine. Okay. That's fine. I rolled a three. So you spanked that ass. I am taking some consequences. I'm taking some consequences. I'm taking some social consequences. Now, would you like to take consequences or concede? As I recall, I believe you, you have to looking at this. I don't. I believe you have to. Once you decide the block, you or once the dice hit the table, it's too late to concede. My understanding. But I'm I'm think... more than willing to allow that because uh, my understanding was you guys were looking at this as a quick way of resolving it. So the choice is yours. That's not the GM even giving a hint or anything. Now, here's the thing. If I concede after I take consequences, I get fate points. <clears throat> what? Cashing out. If you think this can... <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'm not... Dis- I'm... One fate point per consequence taken in the conflict. Wow. I guess that... You got your ass kicked, but you're getting fate points. Yes. Yeah, I guess that... So, no, I would, I, I'm going to take... Because I've got one fate point, man. This is the point. <laughs> I'm dressing it up where I get pissed off and beat up, and then I <laughs> later I can blow things up. You know, that's how it works. Strategic. So what are you taking? I am taking two points shot down. Okay, so that's what, a mild consequence then? Mild, yep. And then I'm taking a three point of pissed off. Okay, we'll call that a moderate consequence. A moderate, yep. Shot down. Yeah, I'm going to go with it, but I'm like, all right, it's on your head, and I get to say I told you so for the next year if this goes belly up. Fair you enough. can find this on page two of I mean, six I, if you guys yeah. are curious. I mean, I'm going to say I told you so for a year anyway. Permission <laughs> or not. Yeah, well, you, know. you just want to be able to justify it. Pretty much. I'm going to do it. All right, right on enough. your head. So I'll be in my report. Noted and logged. Right, I'm conceding. Very I'm good. Up. And neener, neener. No, I don't see that. I'm going to kind of just sulk in the backseat then. Standing like out of the ring. Sulk, arms crossed, hunched shoulders, collar up. Like, He's all tough because he's got God on his side. <laughs> really? Whatever. Standing out in the cold drizzle, you can see Ezra in the back sitting there in a huff. <laughs> oh, he's driving a huff? I wish I could afford one of those small European cars. It's a huffy. And looks like David may have won the argument. Certainly the muffled sound of voices from inside has ceased. The rain also is trailing off. It's gone very suddenly to just a light cold mist, although the winds are still strong. That's good, just to see is it already petered out. Yeah, very quickly. Alright, I'm getting in the car. Oh, you guys were in the car. Oh, yeah, okay. you that's guys were, you were in the car. The we were arguing in the car. Yes. Oh, okay, that's right. Well, you said standing out in the... Oh, okay. I'm standing out. Oh, right. sorry. Okay. I'm <laughs> standing out there with the doctor. <laughs> I really was trying to pay attention, I swear. Okay. Note to self, I, I need my own sword. <laughs> or at least I'm assuming the doctor was out in the rain with me. Yeah, you took him out there. He's just standing there, water dripping off his nose. He's staring at the water that floods the parking lot. Doc, you still with me? He looks up at you, just shrugs listlessly, and continues staring off into the darkness. What you did, you saved a hell of a lot of lives. I appreciate that. You, my friend, are the ultimate outsider. I'm going to hold out a fate point to you if this guy doesn't listen to you at all, just completely disregards what you're saying. I'll take it. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Without even acknowledging you, in fact, shouldering past you as though you weren't there, he climbs back into the car. <clears throat> yeah, that's not expected. Are you ready to roll? Yeah, I guess. 
I still got to do something about my arms sometime if you actually want me to be able to do something. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that, too. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I thought we already... Oh, that was Tim's job. We got, like, the job. Play-Doh and Sculpey. Yeah, 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 we, got, yeah. we got the Play-Doh and the Sculpey, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, there you go, so no arm will come of it, I'm sure. Uh, I will beat you... With what? His arm. My arm. <laughs> You're a righty. It's already sucks to be me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and I'm he's... probably going to have to take it off to reattach it anyway. All right, church. Or now would probably be a good time to bring up taking him with us to see if the egg can be tracked. If you wanted to do that, given how he's looking at the moment, I almost think it would be better to drop him off at the church. He has had a rough night. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Yeah. Okay. And yes, there's a notable absence of asking Ezra if he agrees. He just puts the car into gear and heads for the I, church. I put my thumbs together with my index fingers stuck up and mouth whatever silently. Yeah, great. At the church. The two intelligent people who could probably talk the doc down, because I'm practically thinking he's on suicide watch, are too busy pissing on each other's post-toasties to do Man, anything. I would say with suicide watch, I'd say with some trouble. Damn. Ezra, don't be an ass. The way God made me. Say, look Who's God? Me. Who's God? Who is God? That is a good question. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about, you know, is it is it your bitch humping pal, or is it, you know, the actual God God? Hey, God, he's cool. You don't know him like I do. Mm. At the church, you can see several of the outlying buildings, part of the compound where they help house people who are being rehabilitated, for example, or coming back from drug problems, that sort of thing. The lights are on, and it looks as though they've got people standing guard at the perimeter here. Some of the Paranet members in salvaged ponchos, looking wet, miserable, and extremely tired. Father Quinn takes you aside, David. Okay. Now, um, I know that you've got a special deal with the man upstairs, and, uh, pardon me if I'm out of line asking this, but can you tell me what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> um, a lot of it is probably best that you don't know. I understand that, believe me. Mysterious ways. Ineffable. All that everything. But if there's anything you can tell me to help me preserve my flock, I'd really appreciate it. Ah, uh, well... I mean, what am I looking for here? Skinheads who won't die like that time a couple years ago, or what? What are you looking for where? You mean the people who the are... The trouble that's going to be coming here after oh. I drop all these people off. I know the well, pattern, David. Hopefully there'll be no trouble coming here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what we're trying to prevent. So, Lord willing, and success... The creek don't rise. Yeah. Tell them it's vampires and be done with it. Who are you? I'm Adam. How do you do? Yeah, nice to meet you. What's this about vampires? Uh, basically half the people here were potentially going to be sold into slavery by vampires. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is this kid shitting me, David? No, he's on the level. Kid? Uh, vampires. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have right. any he's... idea how long ago I've been called a kid? I really don't care right now. I like... Look, <laughs> kid, <laughs> go down to the basement. Behind the filing cabinets back there, you'll see a crate labeled Humdingers. I want you to bring that up here. Is that Joel's escape pod? What? <laughs> I'm just he waiting just looks for... looks at you absolutely baffled. 
<laughs> He's not alone. I'm just waiting for him to say that he kicks ass for the Lord. I'll go down and get the case. I don't have to say it. It's self-evident. Something in bottles clanks noisily as you bring it back up. Father Quinn sets to opening it, removing a number of large glass bottles of cheap alcohol. Like Molotov. ye old rot gut. Yep. I like this priest. Thank you, Anthony. I'm really rubbing the hell out of my shoulder now. I shouldn't have carried that. One more heavy then case. Why and did I... you? Didn't lift up your legs, did you? I don't think it matters at this point. Huh. Lord gave you a brain, son. Use it. Life's hard. It's harder if you're stupid. He gave someone a brain. I really like this guy. Someone else gave it to him. I was just trying to help, Father. Well, I appreciate it. And he has a number of oily rags. Begins making great big Molotovs. Like half a gallon each Molotovs. Out of curiosity, Father, do you got any holy water here? He looks up. Do you realize where you are, son? By definition. I realize where I am, but I'm not about to dip clay into the holy water basin. I was wondering if you had a reservoir. A reservoir of holy water? I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. It's been a long time since I've been in a church. I know you guys don't keep it in... No, I take it back. I did know that one priest that kept it in casks. Well, regardless of how long it's been since your last visit, you are always welcome here. Go down to the front door there. There's a cistern on the left-hand side. Take whatever you need. Uh, and this man, I nod toward the doctor. This man could use some spiritual guidance. Thank you. I was going to say counseling and <laughs> didn't like the connotations thereof. So, yes, spiritual guidance. I've seen the look before. He's and he been... looks at you right in the eyes. I nod. Okay. We'll do I what we it. can to prepare mm. here. That wildcat... Lisa, this is going to take over my church unless I arm myself anyway. I look at the doctor and I say, listen, if you feel the need to go into a place of contemplation or private prayer or just think about things, as weird as this may sound, I recommend the roof. Father Quinn nods. All right. You people are disturbing my flock. Get out of here before whatever trouble you're dealing with sniffs after you and finds us here. All right. Fair enough. I pull out a hip flask and fill it up with... I think they want that for the cocktails, guy. What smells like window cleaner. Oh, no, you mean the holy water. Yeah. (laughs) Done and done. I'm going to need that for sanctifying the clay later. As you say, my son. Hard to explain, Father. Just leave it at that. Yeah, I don't really want to hear it anyway. Go, go. All right. All right, guys. So what are we going to do? Head back to the hospital and start digging? I like him. I like him a lot. I like him, too. Reminds me of uh, a monk I knew a long time ago. Yeah. Didn't you say, Josh, didn't you say when you were, when Ezra was looking at the egg that... How about Ezra, with, didn't you say? <laughs> because I don't know... Okay, fine. Ezra, when you were looking at the stone, didn't you say that there was some bad supernatural... Oh, yeah, it's just dripping of Casta Danyantic. And felt kind of like that Mordite, too. So even if it's not the egg, we know it's bad. Okay, that was what I was trying... Certainly something that wouldn't be used by the powers of good. That's what I... Okay, that's what I was trying to remember Certainly the kind of thing that they generally uh, chop your head off for in my line of business. Yes. Then how the hell did... Historically has worked pretty well. I'm just curious. Then how the hell did the doctor use it to actually heal people? That might be how it... he didn't actually heal people. Maybe he's just mutated them to look like they're healed or... Any number of crazy illusions. Yeah, we did find those zombie... Could have baby Castanantics implanted on their waveform right now. You are a very depressing person, you know that? (laughs) I'm a pragmatist by heart. Everyone knows that. Pragmatism is my middle name. 
Beauregard, Pragmatism, Ulysses, Kirkland. I'm cutting you off of coffee, by the way. So good. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> look, in the last if we're... Joel Hodgson episode of MST3K, Gypsy found his escape pod behind a box right. of humdingers. Ah. I honestly don't know if that was are, are intentional those, by Al or not. It's hard to tell with him. Are those like Twinkies or Ho-Hos? I have no idea what they are. Well, they sound like something in the, like the Dolly Madison knockoff Ho-Ho. That's camp. what I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Or some regional Minnesota thing. Hard to say. If you want me to be able to do you any good, I need to fix my arm. Okay, I thought you were... Okay, where do you need to go to do that? Can you do it on the move? Well, here's the thing. I need, I'm going to need some time to set up the tracking spell. All right, I'm going to drop you guys off at... The bookstore? Bookstore would be best for me because that's where I have the stuff I need. Oh, that's right. And I just need an open space and I got my bus stuff right here with me. All right, then I'm going to drop you both at the bookstore and I'm going to go visit my daughter. Al? Yo. I got a question for you. What would it cost to have like a real bare bones basic alchemy set up in the back of the bookstore? Sounds to me like the kind of thing you'd already have. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was something I should have bought earlier or declared because... For somebody who's lived as long as Adam has, I would think he would have the tools and stuff from his father to patch himself together. He has the that's tools. Yeah, he has the resources he's used for. Okay. But that's basically what he's going to do is, you know, he's going to take the Play-Doh and the Sculpey and whatever the hell else he has and mm-hmm. sanctify it with the water and essentially add the alchemical mix his father did. Mm-hmm. Literally pop off his arm at the shoulder. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's doing this with nobody else in the room unless Ezra wants to work back there because it is wide and open. That's all right. But he's doing the rituals and everything, and then he's going to have to reattach the arm and use one hand to kind of sculpt the muscle and everything back into place. Excellent. Not the first time you've done it. Not the first time. Take a point for (laughs) playing up your high concept there. Child of forgotten science. Now, while he's doing that, what's Ezra doing? I am clearing out a little space here, chalking out my little power circle. I am putting the amulet thing we got off of the doctor in the center. Mm -hmm. I am putting out along the five elemental points on the circle. I'm putting little plastic McDonald's toys of Charizard, Squirtle, Geodude. (laughs) Awesome. Pidgeotto and... Abra. Please take mine. a fate point for your DIY wizard aspect. <laughs> no problem. Freaking awesome. <laughs> and then I've got a little bobblehead of a hound dog. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my focus for the tracking spell. Hi, that. Rubber bands to the top of the uh, amulet. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to cast the old spell with the Excellent. idea that the bobblehead hound dog will swing its little nose in the direction I'm supposed to go. Works for me. Let's work that bad boy up as some thaumaturgy. Basically, if I remember correctly, the number of shifts I need to generate are going to be equal to basically how many shifts I need to roll total to mundanely do do this. Yeah. Which I would call, essentially, you're trying to track down kids who have been affected by this. I'm actually trying to track down the eggs using this amulet as a spore. Ah, trying to track down others. Okay, not the children who might have been affected. Well, I care about the children. They're a symptom. I'm trying to get the cause. Okay, very good. Then I'm going to call that. Let me take a moment here and check. Exactly why we couldn't cut the guy's head off, just for the record. I can, see, I can see David still muttering to himself in the car. <laughs> He's a symptom. He wants a cause. That's... He's a, he's a 
Vector. He's a motherfucker. Crimes with direction and magnitude. So <laughs> I'm going to say this is actually going to be a superb. Which is how much? That's five. Five shifts. Five? Okay, what do I roll with? I roll with the complexity of the spell is greater than your lore. It is not. It is exactly my lore. The wizard must enter preparation stage. I don't got to. I've got it all right here with me. Yay. All right, I don't have to make up the deficit. And what do I roll? Dice. Yeah, I got that. Good coin. What do I modify the dice roll with? I don't think it's... Is it lore or is it discipline? Or conviction? Uh, make up the deficit. Okay. No, I don't make... Yeah, I got... Deficit's taken care of, so it's the actual casting. Conviction. Okay, it's, con, it's, it's conviction, just like everything else. Lore is okay. how much prep I got to do. Conviction is actually casting. They talk about using discipline rolls to channel the power into it. When the complexity deficit is met, da-da-da, casting, uh, this is identical to the process for evocation. And that's conviction. All right. Okay. All right, so it's five and five, so I'm good. Yeah, tracking spells are generally pretty easy. I got to get up a total of a plus one here because I got a conviction of four. So rolling it, let me spend that fate point to re-roll. Oh, dear. Well, hold on, I can keep rolling, right? Hold on. Yes. They say, uh, unlike evocation, so long as you can continue to make your discipline rolls, you can continue to funnel power. When the power in the spell equals the complexity, you've successfully cast it. Okay, and how do I not make a discipline roll, then? I think they mean fail. But I'm going to call it for right now, until we find out better, let's say that as you have failed and you need that one over, that it's probably a good idea to make a reroll. Oh, I can put as much as I have conviction... Okay. The discipline yep. of good. Okay, so... And then you make a discipline roll to actually cast the spell. So what you'll need to roll here is discipline. All right, so I'm rolling discipline, and I can put little bits at a time, or I can put... Oh, okay, I see how it is. So, okay, I basically named my own difficulty. So let me try that again. Okay, so I'm going to make a roll at two, a roll at two, and another roll at one. So I should be able to... Okay, first roll, no problem. Putting two points into it. Mm-hmm. Second roll... Yeah, no problem. Putting two points into it and the next one, as long as I don't get a one. Oh, yeah, look at all these great rolls for something stupid like this. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm fighting ghoul monsters, yeah, negative, negative. I just rolled four pluses with a one difficulty. Hey, you were the one to get the thing to rebound off the walls. Oh, that's true. All right, so, yay, it activates. Excellent. And basically, you describing that is worth two of the shifts from what I'm reading here. So I'm going to take you out of the action for just a little bit to represent the time necessary to prepare. No problem. But it won't be as long because you already described it and everything else. So probably a couple scenes, and then I'll be back with you. No problem. I'll be here. Oh, and that means my one mild should go away at this point. Yes. I'll be moderate till end of next session, I believe. Still going to be pissed off. Good to know. Back at the hospital. Okay. Close to five in the morning. Yeah, we need to sleep at some point, aren't we? Dresden never does. It's true. So five in the morning. Um, Two suited men outside her room. Oh, that's right. Shaw put people there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I acknowledge them with a glance. One of them nods and pushes the door open. Inside, you can see Clyde's unlikely figure. You know, all heavy muscles <laughs> and big brow big and big <laughs> Yeah. Huge mane of red hair tied back elaborately, covered with tattoos, in a kilt and some (laughs) sort of vest, both of which look well-made, but definitely homemade. Big old feet that look like they don't need shoes. 
He's asleep in a chair, like sound asleep. But across his lap is a short spear. Ah. What? Made of gnarled wood. Head looks like it's made of glass. Huh. Big square hands are resting on it. That's interesting. He's snoring loudly through his enormous schnoz. (laughs) How is she looking? She looks to be sleeping, not peacefully, but at least she's sleeping and not lying comatose. Her eyes are sunken and bruised. There's bruises all over her body. She looks all shrunken, tiny in that bed. But something about her, maybe it's all the tubes are gone now, and so are most of the bandages. She just looks like a kid who had a really bad scare and maybe a scooter accident, Mm. not like a child on the verge between this world and the next. Okay. Uh, Pull up a chair next to the bed, if there is one, or if there is another one. And uh, take her hand. She stirs slightly and kind of whimpers in her sleep. Her hand is so tiny in yours. I'm actually kind of surprised this didn't trigger a reaction from Clyde with his spear, I guess. looking over? He's awake now and looking at you. Ah. He nods. You expecting trouble? I look at the spear. Armed guards. uh, Call at three in the morning. Yeah, sort of. I guess I kind of am. How about you? You okay? Oh, for the most part. It's uh, been been a night. Yeah, I guess. Anything you can tell me about? Uh... Probably best that I don't, but thanks for watching her. And, yeah, those guys outside, they're okay. None of my business. But if you say they're okay, then... As far as I know, they're okay. Let me put it that way. The person who dispatched them wouldn't do anything to hurt Annie. All right. Well, then I won't cut anybody's heart in half. (laughs) He holds the spear up, waves it experimentally. I look at his thick brows and... Where are you from? The place to see Oh. You're supposed to laugh, that's a joke. <laughs> well, in my line of work, you can never be sure. No, I'm uh, I'm from Cleveland originally. Uh, moved out here after I learned to tattoo. Got my own business. I certainly don't mean offense by asking this, so if any is taken, I apologize, but I'm very curious. No, I was just born this way. Uh, all the guys in my family look like this. Goes back a long way. Probably a very long way. Oh, okay. Huh, cool. And I can write with my feet. <laughs> now that... You should show Annie that at some point if you haven't already. I bet she'd get a kick out of that. She probably would. She's a good kid. Yeah. I think she's going to pull through. She's strong. She's a fighter. Yeah, I think so. Teach her how to use that spear. <laughs> sure. I mean, with your permission. Yeah. Um, Not with the blade, obviously. Well, but... no. Maybe. We'll see. Can I just ask a question? Uh, sure. Who the hell is he talking to? He's talking to a fellow who is guarding his daughter. Okay. Somebody that, uh, shit, why can't I remember Moondog's character's name? Logan Shaw. I remember this guy popping up before, but I can't remember what the context was. I was going to say, I mean, is this somebody that Logan sent? I'm like, oh my god, it's a goddamn caveman. No, he was hanging out at the, uh, Gomez yeah, hanging house. Yeah, at the Gomez house, that's yeah. right. I don't remember why. Uh, There's we... a caveman on a motorcycle. He was hanging out there because his tattoo place burned down. Oh, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Okay. I'll shut up now. Thank you. (laughs) Since his shop was also where he lived, he was now crashing at the Gomez house because he'd worked on a number of the people there, mostly doing cover-ups. And I don't really know where to go from here because, I mean, I can just role-play small talk till the cows come home. But But I um, think you guys had a couple things that you definitely wanted to do. Like tracking the eggs. Yeah. All right. I've got to get back and take care of a few things, but I just wanted to check on her and make sure she's doing okay. And thanks for watching her and... 
I mean, obviously, if you need to get back to doing something else, I understand. But I like the fact that it's not just those guys and gesturing toward the door that are looking after her. Because I don't entirely trust them. No problem. I'm uh, here until you say otherwise. He points one stumpy square finger at you. Well, you gotta eat, bro. They have ramen. Oh, no, you gotta eat. <laughs> no, I actually like this stuff. Okay. He shrugs. And now, believe me, no, I'm pretty tough, but I will eventually starve to death. Well... Listen, hey, this thing you have to do, it's connected, right? He says, and he's kind of pointing to your daughter. I... Hard to say. Indirectly, at least. Okay, then deal with it. Yeah, I'm gonna do my best. He holds out one powerfully muscled arm, offering his hand to you. I shake it. His skin, deeply tanned, is just covered with tattoos, and you notice running up his forearm is a painstakingly detailed gray-scale picture of The Last Supper. Ooh, I like that. Thanks. All right, well, got to go. I pat his hand. God's got his eye on you, Clyde. Good to know. I head out of the hospital. What is Adam doing while the wizard is working? You've finished up your repairs, as it were. Yeah, well, first off, making sure that the arm works, that everything is... (laughs) The ball and socket is really reattached correctly. Everything is functioning as it properly is. Yep. You know that for the next couple days, it's going to be a little stiff, a little sore, but it's not your first rodeo. You've done this before. Been a while since you had to replace a whole limb, but... Oh, given the extent of damage in the shoulder, it was just easier to do it that way. Sometimes it is. Yep. Well, I'm going to go to my log books as I keep a log every time I have to make a big repair. Mm Kind of like a warranty, if you will. Yeah making sure what's there and what needs to be replaced and jot down the notes and everything. Where is Ezra doing his stuff anyway? I'm assuming he was doing it in the bookstore. In the bookstore somewhere just where there's a clear space. Okay. So I'm going to say you got this all laid out in the children's reading section where Adam sometimes reads to the kids, as I recall. Sounds good. You mess up my chair, I hurt you. I'm not going to mess up your chair. For the record, I brought these Pokemon in with me. I don't carry the Pokemon stuff in here. That's... Well, you got Earth... Wow, you got the whole... Yeah, they're elementally aligned. I'm surprised no one's done this. That's pretty cool. I thought you would be working with Skylanders or something. What? Skyland, it's... One of the kids was telling me about this video game where you get these toys and you put them on and you could actually play them in the video game. That sounds amazing. I wish I could play video games. Oh. But I never can. Single I'm, tier. I'm sorry, dude. That's all right. Well, no, I, apparently the Skylanders, they have all different elements and they have eight elements for the record i know what skylanders are you know yeah <laughs> i think it's an I interesting just... in-character conversation because your <laughs> character doesn't we could do it for a long time though. <laughs> <laughs> eight <laughs> elements what that's ludicrous tell me more what are these well, other three they got earth air fire water well yeah that's obvious but they also have life and undeath get out technology and magic dude you're blowing my mind I just like the fact that you could actually play a quote-unquote undead character as a good guy. That's I like that. I want to know how the technology element works. That's pretty crazy. I, I one of the change the whole thing. It's pretty cool. Uh, I got I got one of the figures behind my desk because I really like him. He's this dude. They came out with this game recently called Giants. What? Yeah, here. I pull out Eyebrawl and show him. I love this guy. He's awesome. <laughs> hey. He's, you know, he's a giant, you know giant body with a giant eyeball on the head. He's really Adam, cool. Adam, you know what's happening here? What? You're bonding, man. You oh, and I. God. Moment. Deny it if you can. 
I'm still mad at you. Kinda. You're not as mad. Mm. Ah, Adam. I knew it. <laughs> Come around. It's because you like Pokemon, alright? I'll give you that. Little plastic monsters. That's all it takes. Key to the universe. Little plastic monsters. It helps when you are one. <laughs> You're a big plastic monster. Well, I haven't really tried plastic yet. I'm not sure how well that would work. Probably not well. Yeah, probably not well at all. Maybe that stuff they used to make out of soybeans. That's organic-based. I'm amazed that Play-Doh frickin' works. They got a Bakelite. Oh, man, I remember this one time. It was back in the 50s. I lost a finger, and I had to work with an easy-bake oven to try to reattach something. How'd that work? Surprisingly well. <laughs> it is a bitch putting myself back together again. It's not something I like doing. I don't like reminding myself more often than I have to. Keep in mind, you've got it easier than most people on this planet when it comes to getting your arm ripped off. Yeah, but the entire point, well, the entire point was to be as close to you as possible. Yeah, sure, I have slight advantages. It's not like I'm a social animal, though. I get along well with you. I get along well with David. Logan is okay. Here's the secret. No one really likes Logan. Oh, well, <laughs> kids like me because kids, kids are kids. Anybody else? Forget about it. I was just oh. trying to talk to the doctor and, you know, <laughs> trying to help him. And I'm pretty sure I'm the one that put him on suicide watch. Yeah, well, that'll happen. Hey, yeah. speaking of the doctor, I've got my uh, tracking doodad here ready to go. Awesome. I... I'm sorry, Ezra, I'm not trying to be the whole depressing, oh god, I'm a monster thing. Look, I've lived long enough to get past that shit. I just get... No, gotta justify yourself to me, man. Yeah, no problem. All right. All right, so... Anywho... How's the bobblehead work? Uh, well, it's pointing uh, at Ezra at the moment. What? You got yeah. the necklace thing on you? No, it's a, it's like rubber banded to the bottom of the bobblehead. Seriously? Yeah. All right. Why is it aiming at you, then? I don't know. Let me try and turn it around. It's like trying to turn a gyroscope. It has a weird resistance that increases as you turn it further. It's not anywhere near as strong as your fingers, so you're able to turn it back around. But it really wants well, to turn it. back toward you. Why is it pointing at me? That ain't right. Does, does it work for anybody, that, or does it only work for you? It's kind of independent right now. All right, hand it to me. Here, I'll just set it. Yeah, I'll hand it to you. You can set it on the table here. The head makes a little metallic rattling noise as it turns, kind of dragging the whole thing to face toward Ezra. I'm going to walk a circle around the desk. It follows slowly and jerkily. Oh, I don't like that at all. What did you do, Ezra? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of any interactions I've had with the Castanagnatic, which did not involve me shooting explosive energy bursts at it. Mm. You did lease your soul to a... Indian God. That's, it's a business relationship, number one. And two, I'm pretty sure he's not related. I'm pretty sure he's not related. I say suddenly not entirely sure of that initial statement. Mm. <laughs> um, do you have a very large full-length mirror in here at all, somewhere? Or any Ye mirror of significant size? Yeah, yeah, I, I got a decent-sized one in the back. Hang on. Okay. Excuse me one moment. No, no, I, 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 that's something I need to do by myself. Also, I'm patting down my shirts and jackets to make sure I don't have any Hathodon Yantic egg accidentally uh, like, slipped into a large pocket or something. 
Well, you've got your shirts, your jackets, you've got your satchel, you know. Yeah, I'm taking the satchel off and putting that over there. Oh, there's a big object wrapped in cloth in there. Um, in my a book. No, oh, in the satchel. Book. Oh, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on to the mirror. Is it mirror? now pointing at the book? Yes. Wasn't that the book that one girl tried to drop off here? That's the book that one girl tried to drop it in here. That's right. That had Casadonyantic summoning rituals in it or something to that effect. Right. I'm going to rifle through the book here right quick. Just looking for cutouts like where you normally hide your flask or your stash, but like for, I don't know, Casadonyantic eggs. Okay, you've gone through here before. You are not specially prepared. So give me I'm not, a I'm not like quick... looking at them. I'm looking for like cut out areas or something. But... Oh, I understand. Give me a discipline okay. roll. That's not bad. Four. All right. You're all right. Although you can feel it tugging at you, you're able to stay focused and flip through. As far as you can tell, the entire expensive brocaded cover vellum book. That I spilled off, John. Which you spilled coffee on is, <laughs> oh, is no. intact with uh, no special compartments, hollows, anything like that. At least not in the pages or anything. No hollows in the pages or cutouts, right. anything like that. What is the book? Okay, the book's custom and naturally Oh, man, I didn't want it to follow this. I wanted to find other stuff, but... Huh. What, what do you mean... I wanted it to find the eggs or other remnants of the Castanjantic. It's looking at this book. You're saying is, other remnants and... Yeah, voila. that's it. I wonder if I could insulate it. Insulate the book? Yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, I'm going to come. I'm going to go over here on this another nice empty spot in the book. And I'm going to do a standard thaumaturgic circle around it, which should cut off its magical energy from the rest of the world. Sure, what and, are you using? I'm going to take this table salt off of the uh, coffee bar and just spread it around. Circles are pretty simple. That's why we do circles. They're usually set up for other spells, but this is just going to be a basic insulation circle. There's kind of a little snap that you feel more than here. That's and right. And <laughs> the head of the dog begins pointing southwest. All right. We got it. Call Mr. Mercury. All right, well. No, we're heading southwest. Now, you've got a car, right? I have a beater. So disappointed you don't got a big old monster mobile. Buck. Oh, I have something that I have dubbed the Pose Mobile. <laughs> P-O-S. For posers? You, no, no. P-O-S is in piece of shit. Oh, oh. Fair enough. So, go ahead. Get that hoopty car running. Mm. And around this time, assuming it sounded like you were heading back, David. Yes, I was. Okay, well, Lord moves in mysterious ways. You show up at around this time. <laughs> nice. As the Frankenmobile does pull around. I picture it as an old beast of a car made from several other cars. <laughs> 54, 56, 54, 55, 56, 57, yes. 58. Automobile. I'm picturing something like, what country was this made in? It no longer exists. Yeah. <laughs> it gets seven hectares on Hogshead of Kerosene. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I jerry-rigged it to run on vegetable oil. Just a regular diesel engine. Whole place yeah. smells like french fries. <laughs> Pretty much. It it will smell like fries when you drive it. It's going to make me hungry. I'm sorry. I have no idea what your hoodoo is going to do to my engine, so just be careful. It's fair. It spits a cloud of oily black Diesel grease, technically, diesel traditionally runs better. That's fairly normal for this thing, so. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think you flooded it. Why? Well, there's gas shooting over your shoulder there. Uh, <laughs> I know that. What is that from? It's good, whatever it's from. Damn it, I know that. What is it? God damn It's an old Bill Cosby routine. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. Good old Cos. Where Fat Albert, as a teenager, <laughs> yes, put, the, right. put the engine of a Cessna airplane <laughs> into his car. Right. In his car. <laughs> in an effort to impress the chicks. that one. Oh, God. Bill, you are a comic genius. So, because so, I'm sure he listens to the podcast. <laughs> I fire up the beast. Mercury, right. hop in. Okay. Tell you what we're going to do. I pull out a roll of gorilla tape from the dash, grab the bobblehead. It's like, all right, we'll do it like this. I make like a loop of the tape, slam the tape on the dash, put the bobblehead on the tape, and then wherever the bobblehead points, I'm going. That's the way to do it. Although I'm beginning to think maybe I shouldn't drive because I just got Saints Row the Third recently. <laughs> That's the only game I've ever bought on opening day. It is very entertaining, I have to admit. I love that game so much. <laughs> Sounds like David's in the car too. Yep. So, off through the city. Yeah, normally I don't drive this thing too much unless I'm picking up mail or big packages or anything. Picking up big mail packages, I get it. California. Hey, books weigh a hell of a lot. You would be surprised. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if there are rules for this. If I right feel, can I create an aspect and then self-compel? Called a maneuver. Ah, yeah. yeah, but we're not in combat though, so I don't know if it doesn't matter. Okay, I'm gonna create an aspect called feeling the hours. That's very poetic. I like it. <laughs> and I am compelling it. Although are I'm not you gonna drive- fall asleep I'm not, in the back seat? Go. I'm not. I'm not driving, so that might. I don't know what I'm going to do as my. Com- for my compel, but I just you wanted... might want to have a clear idea. Yeah, I know. I should have thought of that before I announced it. Got to actually cause you trouble. You could also just take a nap. That's okay. Yeah, Ezra is probably being fueled by coffee and sugar. I am fueled by lots of coffee. Fine, never mind. Forget I just said that, but it's good to know for future reference. I can do that. I got that wizard's constitution thing um, going on. I look too. at him. How how long is this drive going to be? You think? I have no I idea. Go ahead and stretch out in the back. Picture can... an old Lincoln Town Car back seat where it's. Old Made in bad. communist Eastern Europe. Big old yeah. town dick, yeah. You know, right. Old bad pleather. Surprisingly comfy. If you need me, I'm a pretty light sleeper, so it shouldn't be a problem waking me up. Geometrically, this thing can't be any further than halfway around the globe, because and it would be pointing the other way. So I just want you to know that this thing is not amphibious, and if I hit water, it will probably sink like a goddamn rock. Well, he has a spell the, for that, I'm sure. we get to that point, I do not. Right. Oh, what the hell kind of wizard are you? And that's, that's the last thing you say. <laughs> you wake up when the what car is. <laughs> That's true. He's still pissed up. off. <laughs> That's right. For the next two episodes. For this session and next session. Oh, damn. By your Mercury now. <laughs> David at best. You wake up when the car is pulling to a halt near the ocean. You're in the vicinity of Pearl Street. It's kind of the tourist area. I know Pearl Street. Just a few blocks away from there, where it's mixed residential, light industrial, failing stores, a bunch of ranch homes that were built in the 50s, now decaying in the salt air and bright sunlight, cracked streets, palm trees, gentle slope rolling out to the vast iron-gray Pacific. The clouds have almost completely cleared, and with the rain having scrubbed the pollen and pollutants out of the air, you can just make out the tiny hard lines of the crags, the islands that 
formed a border of Isla de Oro proper way out there near the horizon and beyond those, the natural gas rigs, like the skeletons of some sort of biomechanical giant lurking. Mm -hmm. You're in front of a two-story mid-century concrete building. Kind of out of place here. I'm going to do a little walk around with my snooper dog here. Does it seem like a place where the Castellanic eggs would be if they're supposed to be buried in the hospital? That was just one of the eggs. Yep. Remember, the snake said that there's a whole bunch of them buried all over the damn place. Hmm. I'm going to do a quick little walkabout with the snooper dog to see if it tracks. Watch, watch out the, for Shayla's. Yeah, to see if it tracks the building there. Yeah, it absolutely does. And as you circle around, you see the sign for like a dentist. It's all faded, clearly defunct. There's a copyright firm here, several blank places, and then White Lodge Spiritual Retreat. I know that name. Yeah. You know that cult where uh, David killed a bunch of people? I wasn't yeah, there for that. Probably while screaming for mercy. At any rate, they had, a, a prick. they had a chair set up in front of a gate, a little from Mordai, and it looked like it was made out of an old dentist chair. I wonder, I wonder if it came from here. But White Lodge, let me look at my notes. <laughs> White Lodge Spiritual Retreat? What? White Lodge, New Age Spa, Dogma Change, Moon Powers, Insular Circle, Insular Inner Circle, Shapeshifters. Oh, I thought that was a red herring. Huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, White Lodge. Let me look through my yellow notebook here. Uh, some uh, airy-fairy little California New Age spa thing. They did a recent dogma change. They're all big on, like, the powers of the moon. Kind of a secretive inner circle. Uh, talking about shape-shifting. I mean, well, I guess, you know, watch out for werewolves, gang. I mean, chances are good that they're not actual werewolves. But I'm like I didn't have enough of that shit in France. Chances are good they're not one of six different types of werewolves that I know about. Six different types? It's a long story. You're going to have to tell me that story sometime. I'll tell you more about Skylanders in return. I'll tell it under a full moon. Deal. A night just like tonight, matter of fact. Is it a full moon tonight? Is it, full? is it a full moon? Good point. Absolutely. Force me gently with a chainsaw. Okay. Uh, no. Aww. That just sounds incredibly painful, gently or not. That's why so, I said, fuck me gently, not make love to me. <laughs> yeah. With a it's chainsaw, like, you uh, don't make love. That's right. Fuck. That's right. Yeah. That's what my grandfather told me on my wedding night. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> now remember. Here's, Here's the, the chainsaw. Problem, and whatever you do, don't flood it. <laughs> Grandpa, how'd you get out of the home? Okay. So... Yeah, it's pointing it out. They put me back in. It's pointing at the building, but the closer you get, the weaker the signal becomes. It's almost like you're encountering some sort of very strong threshold or veil. Yeah, I'm figuring they probably warded it. I'm not sure this is going to work on the inside, especially once I cross the threshold, but we've got a location, and it's, all, it's how big? Two stories? Yeah, it's a two-story mid-century concrete building. You know, one of these ugly slab-sided things with, like, yeah. the grooves with pebbles set into them? Uh, oh, God, big, yeah. Big yeah. plate glass windows, and from what you can see here, the White Lodge is on the second floor. Well, knock, knock. Let's see if anybody's home. Uh, does this building look like it's ahead. actively in use? Yeah, there's the White Lodge and So it's a like, a, like a business type building that's got several different businesses in one Yeah, building. most of them are defunct or abandoned. The only ones that seem to be here are a copyright company and the White Lodge. Okay. So not all abandoned, but certainly most. All right, well. After you. 
You can walk in. Okay, I will walk in. Actually, I'm going to, before I get to the door, I'm going to see if there's a ward on the main entrance. The main entrance is just open with a set okay. of stairs that goes up along a kind of covered arcade along the top. Okay. So you, you can. There shouldn't be much of a threshold the... in a public building unless people. But if there's some place people have lived, but wards and veils are certainly more likely. Well, from the sounds of it, I would think it would be around the Church of the White Light or whatever the hell that is up there. Could be, or that could just be a clever coincidence. All I do right. want to check out that dentist's area just to see if there might be clues, because a big old missing dentist chair would be a big. I clue. never, never liked dentists. All right. No do, one likes do, dentists. Do we want to check out the? <laughs> You go to any bar in the gaslight on a Saturday night, 3 in the morning, nothing but dentists. That guy from Little Shop of Horror seemed pretty happy. Did he? Where are you guys heading as you talk? The dentist. I guess we're going to the dentist. We might <laughs> want to keep it down a bit in case, uh, you know, announcing our presence might not be the best course of action at this point. Uh, really, I should start. 5.30 in, in the morning, the loudest sound other than you is the rushing of the wind through the sickly palms and the crashing of the surf just a few blocks away. So I shouldn't start singing, you'll be a dentist? Is that what you're telling me, David? That's what I'm telling you. Please, for the love of God and for all of us, don't. And it actually has nothing to do with the announcing our presence thing. I've just heard you sing. I love you too, man. Mm -hmm. Down here at the first floor, large cockroaches scuttle away from you, just barely keeping ahead of you, almost insolent. I hold out my hand. Shake. (laughs) They're big enough to respond, but uh, don't. And you're at a cheap plywood door, big plate glass windows. Oh, my God, they're actually plastic, going yellow with age. Nicotine-stained Venetian blinds behind them and a faded plastic sign on here all scratched up. Dr. Yap, DDS. Dr. Yap? Dr. Yap, DDS. So I guess open your yap, but I'm fine. I was going to say, I guess we know the dentist is closed. Shut his yap, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, yeah, someone closed it. All right, place your bets right now. Any magazines or newspapers in there? How old do you think they're going to be? I'm saying 50s. Good Lord. I'm saying Nixon administration. Got some faith. All right, uh, I'm going to use lore just to reach out my wizard senses, make sure there's no ward or trap or anything on ye old door. Give me a quick lore roll. Sure. It's a four. Okay. You can feel the presence of wards above you, directly above you. And there's also something weird here. It's like the air is filled with static or white noise. It's the magical equivalent of when your head is all stuffed up and you can't quite orient yourself. Kind of like an anti-magic thing. Yeah. But the wards and maybe the center of whatever this other thing is, is directly above you. Above me on the next floor? Yes. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Never mind, guys. That dentist might have some really interesting stuff in it, but there's something more interesting going on upstairs. You sure you don't want to check for a missing chair to cement your uh, idea? You can get back to it. All right. Lead on, McDuff. I will uh, try and figure out, you know, kind of just basically guessing, like, we're up above where we are now, and I'm assuming it's built on a grid. More or mm-hmm. less the uh, thing, so it shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, in fact, you could just take the stairs, you know, at the end of this little walkway. Stairs we shall take. Hey, David. Oh. Yeah. Draw your gun. I wish I keep forgetting to bring the shotgun. Why do I do this? I don't know. That's why I carry a chain with me. Oh, wait. I've still got the little gun that Logan gave me. Two the guns. Glock. He gave you a pair of them. 
Did he? Oh, mm-hmm. right. I can not hit things twice as effectively. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Do I have my chain? I did have to take off my arm. No, you've got it. Okay. All right, <laughs> I draw the gun. Out it comes. A seagull, which had been napping at the far end of this walkway, takes to the air, letting out an indignant squawk. Why? <laughs> Pigeons get a bad rap. Seagulls are rats of the air. Mm-hmm. The steel gray light of pre-dawn is beginning to creep over the scene now. As you approach the White Lodge, very similar to the dentist's office below, cheap plywood door, big plate glass window, which actually looks like it's plastic. This one has, honest to goodness, curtains behind it, thick black curtains. And on the door itself, there is a big eye of Horus that looks like it's been inlaid into the door. Someone's a Sister of Mercy's fan. Or, wait, actually, probably just... I have horse. I'm just thinking it's awful interesting that a place that's billing themselves as the White Lodge has black curtains. Well, they keep out light. That's still actually, yeah, same thing still. Yeah. Mind, you're right. One of many illusions, to be sure. All around the edge of the door, again, engraved into the door, and it looks like they've been inlaid with the gold leaf, craft foil, hard to say for sure are symbols familiar to anyone with even a passing familiarity with Egypt. So this the jackal is like a, features prominently. This is like an Egyptian cult? Could be. And what's with all the Anubis symbols here? Oh, if it's like most New Age stuff, they probably pick and chose imagery and iconography from a dozen different systems. The jackal was Anubis. This is Adam rattling this off. Jackal was Anubis. Set was... Was Set a hyena? Set was a beast. Kind of a just hyena, a, kind of a general... Yeah, I know. It was an aardvark. It was just poorly defined. Okay. I'd rather David, deal with Anubis than familiar to you. Hmm. All of this seems familiar. You can almost hear Coyote's voice talking about Anubis and your god and your daughter. Oh, right. oh, God. It's all coming together. Crap, because I'm not having the connection moment that I'm supposed to be having right now. A quick wrap-up, a fate point to any of the players who wants to give one. It has been half a second since the whole... Coyote was taunting you about your whole daughter being able to prevent her death and everything and saying how he was tight with Anubis, Ah. and Anubis is the god of the Egyptian dead, or at least judging the dead. Ah, okay. And he said that uh, your god had asked him to tell you to take care of some stuff going on with the White Lodge because Anubis was all ticked off about it. And he said if you would deal with it, then he'd be free to prevent your daughter being hit by a car. Hmm. It doesn't look like he took care of it either way. Well, you I, told him to go screw I told him himself. to go screw himself. I didn't do my part, so he didn't do his. Okay, fine. Trust me, it gives me no pleasure to find out he's telling the truth. I still think it was probably twisted in some way because, again, as I told him, God and I have a way of communicating. Yeah, he's looking pretty good now, isn't he? No, he's not. Like I said. Whatever. You know, guys, we're standing out here arguing outside the door when you guys were telling me not to sing a fucking show tune. All right? I looked up how counter spells work. First thing I got to do is make an assessment floor to see how powerful this is, to see how much energy I need to bring down this ward. So I'll do that. That's simple enough. I'm not going to make you roll for that. All right. How many shifts of power do I need to bring to bear to get rid of it? We're looking at four shifts. This is a surprisingly powerful ward here. And my discipline is four, so as long as I break even, 
I should be good. Do you want to try to figure out exactly what it is or does? Sure. That sounds like a lore check. Yeah. All right. Let me do that first. Telling the general power is easy. Wow. That's a nine. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, this is not human magic, man. This is some outsider shit. Uh Uh-oh. Outsider magic. That's a big big red flag. I'm sorry? Stolen life force has been woven into a half-living construct, which, because life is magic, sheds a sort of life force shield into the whole area, the source of your confusion of magical readings, and then also will identify anything that is not something from which it came, like the immune system does, and attack violently with anti-life magic. Yikes. I will tell them that pretty much exactly as you told it to me. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that's some I'm bad still, stuff. I'm still fuzzy on this whole outsider jazz, but hey. Just think demons plus. Demons Love, to demons. Lovecraftian stuff. Lovecraft stuff, yeah. I'm not going to take that fate point because you did more of the sum up than I did. Okay. I'm just being honest with you. Fair enough. Let me take down this board then. If he doesn't want it, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be trying to be honest, that's all. <laughs> you can also tell that there's threads through here branching like the pathways in living things that go out to areas in the periphery. There's a couple clusters out around well where you sense the edge of the whole weird jamming field. So there's distinct clusters of energy running down and out like nerves out to areas around the building. The way you're describing it almost sounds like a cancer that's spreading. Yeah, that's pretty close. And the cast on Yontic's big on those energy. No, that was the sh- the building was had the energy grid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. It sounds like this is the source and it's metastasizing and spreading. Yeah. Well, if I can at least take out the sensory apparatus that says, hey, that's a target, kill it. We should be good. What if All we right, can get it to target itself? So it's a four I got to beat. I've got a mm-hmm. conviction of four, which means I can bring that amount of power with no trouble. That's a good and idea, David, but he's the one with the hoodoo. I've got a discipline of four, so as long as I break even. Yep, that'll do it. Seven shifts. So what's this look like? I reach my hand out, staring in the middle distance. Well, five-yard stare as I kind of reach my hand out to feel the magic energy, and I slowly grip my hand and then make it to a fist with maybe like an audible pop. Mm-hmm. And just bring down the board. The gold leaf Egyptian symbols might glow briefly with a bit of power dissipating. And then they begin to crackle and peel back like sunburned flesh. Like a smell of ozone. And another smell, the sickly sweet smell, which, Adam, you recognize immediately as the smell of a crematorium. Something I don't like smelling at all. Yeah, no, go ahead. You do your happy dance, wizard. Something smells like burning bodies. Oh, that is. Yeah, don't ask me why I know that. I will not. All right, so it's down. You know, David, the way is clear, and you're a righteous warrior of God. Okay, it's clear. You next, David. Go ahead and knock that head on in. All right, let's do it. I'm going to stand here behind Adam. (laughs) People have been burning bodies in this place. This place is evil. I plow ahead, gun in hand. Kicking the door in or what? Hounded by anger. Yeah, I was going to say, take the, yep, I'll take the fate point and kick the door in. Before I kick the door in, though, because I can't resist wisecracking, because that's just the kind of player I am, he turns to uh, Adam and says, you can go ahead and sing now, it's not going to matter at this point. Boom! Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) The door flies off its hinges, and there is a distinct 
burst of magic from within. You can feel it sort of wash out as though the whole building were a kind of magical circle, Ezra. Okay. Or at least the, the whole room. Inside, you see a... Like it just got released? Yeah, like when someone breaks a circle. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, so inside, there's a big lobby here. The walls have all been painted white and low-quality artwork, to put it generously, depicting what somebody imagined life in ancient Egypt must have looked like covers big sections of those white paint walls. It's obviously a recent addition. Scattered all around here are beanbag chairs hanging from the ceiling, are beads and signs, sigils, onks, stars, moons, that kind of thing. Stars, Just moons, like, green clovers, diamonds, and red balloons, and purple horseshoes. They're always the after me, lucky charm. <laughs> Sorry. The place smells like an old sock drawer Ugh. with undersense of morgue. Beyond this room, you can see two doorways, both of them obscured with beads, leading deeper, further back. Probably not very far, judging just by the size of this building. It's not exactly a palatial estate. Probably two small rooms back there. Yeah, this is happy hippieville mixed with Manson family. (laughs) That would be pretty much Manson family, yes. (laughs) Yes, I think I completely... Yeah, never mind. I'm not good with analogies. You're as bad with analogies as... um, uh, A thing uh, that's bad with analogies. uh, A thing that's really... Yeah, that's it. All right. So we got sweaty used sock drawer. Got two doors. Well, Monty Hall, which one do you want us to go after? Well, we got three people. We could technically both take it. We could get people looking in. I'll take the one on the left. I'll take the one on the right. Stay sharp, wizard. Always sharp. Cop. (laughs) (laughs) I love the little. (laughs) That was a nice touch. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I'd poke my head through the bead curtain, I guess. You find a kitchen. It's people! Yeah, but the taste varies from person to person. (laughs) (laughs) Big pots out on the stove, crusted with some sort of stew or something like that down the side. Refrigerator door is open, smells like there were dairy products in there. The yogurt now. Sink dripping, roaches all over the place. The ironic thing is roaches are cleaner than most humans. This has been abandoned for a while. Yeah, but... There's no reason why that lingering death smell should be in here. No. Rotten milk and other stuff don't smell like what I'm smelling. I go through the kitchen. I make sure the stew is not people. <laughs> how would you tell? I was just thinking that. Well, depends. How big are the meaty chunks? Looks like what's dried down on the bottom here was maybe some sort of southwest chili. Ugh. Yeah, no. Ground beef, I'm not even going to... It's not moldy or anything. It just looks like a bunch of it got burned down to the bottom and then nobody cleaned it out. Wait, wait. It's not moldy? No. Is the fridge still working? Yeah, fridge is still running. It's just open. There's a mix of stuff in there. Toward the back, all just kind of jammed back there are milk cartons and fruit juice boxes and just about anything you can imagine. Some things in Tupperware that look like carpet samples. Further to the front (laughs) now are... Chinese food boxes and energy <clears throat> bars and things of high sea. Might uh, not be abandoned. They might just be horrible housekeepers. Are there any eggs cooking on the counter? More stuff further up. No, thankfully. <laughs> the sink is full of uh, water, which has the oily scum of 
food grease on top of it. And there's plates and silverware and all kinds of stuff piled up in there under the water. Yeah, I'm beginning to side with Ezra. I don't think this place is abandoned. I think they just are shitty housekeepers. David. They may be about to get a rude awakening. On a hunch, and I actually had thought of this. You before. were going to the other room, right? Yes. And I, on a hunch, I thought of this based on the smell emanating from there. I say, well, dudes. Hey. Anybody home? You're met with a silence, just sort of the clicking of the various false idols and other signs, sigils, modern incarnations uh, of the golden calf hanging they, from their beads. Then the hell with it blasphemous crap. I'm going to open the door and come in. And or it was just beads. Curtain. So poking your head in. Yeah. There's a very small room here, the size of two closets, really. Its primary feature is some sort of big X-shaped cross on a heavy-duty stand weighed down with sandbags. There are what look like black leather cuffs at its points and across oh, its yeah. middle. Hanging from the center of this is a pyramid. It looks like some sort of fevered nightmare version of a pyramid. It's clinging to the roof, it looks like, with black insectile legs. The whole thing has this rugose alien appearance. Distorted artwork of jackal-like figures, themselves almost mechanical, but somehow cancerous as well, loom from each wall, staring inward. It's here that the scent is strongest, and you feel a deep chill of unease. Lord, protect me in what I am about to do. I'm going to grab the pyramid off of the cross. It's on the ceiling. Over oh, the oh, way up there, okay. You're need, a big dude. Well, yeah. I'm not that tall, though. I'm about six feet. How tall is yeah. the ceiling? About ten? It's standard residential. Okay, yeah, yeah. You could reach up and grab it. Okay. you really want to touch that? Well, it looks like it's been put in place, and I would like to... Shoot it with the sanctified gun. Hey, you don't see this. Yeah, I know. He's full of rage and anger. I would like you absolutely to... absolutely are. Yeah. You remember how you dealt with the last thing you saw that looked sort of like this? That gateway construction at the farm? You just pointed your weapon at it and blew it away. Yeah, and I forgot I was holding it, which my character would not have done. So I think this thing is blasphemous filth as it is. So yeah, I'm going to shoot the pyramid with righteous fury. Take a fate point. Okay. As there's a sound like pigs being slaughtered and thick black fluid, it's not motor oil, rains down on the X-shaped cross and onto the floor. There's a sharp acrid scent, the smell of ozone, and the smell of burning hair. Burning hair? Burning hair. What the hell? Oh, the Anubis thing, maybe. Alright, guys. Gunshots, horrible sounds. Whoa, uh, what? Yeah, I'm going over there. It's about two steps. <laughs> yeah, I know. What the hell was... Oh, gee, oh God. Ew, ah, yeah. ew. Ah, David, what did uh, you do? I don't know, but... Cleansing I this place. Well, then... Do it again, because... All right, fine, I shoot the cross. The cross made of sturdy wood is no match for the rounds of the Pizzetti special. It is swiftly reduced to splinters. There are huge gaping holes in the cheap drywall behind it, leading into an abandoned office next door. 
and I'm going to go and any idols we saw. Oh, the place is covered with them. There's yeah, they're getting and, they're getting you know, kiboshed as well. Blasphemous Egyptian gods yep. hanging from the ceiling. Ooh. I mean, it's just everywhere. Kablam, kablam, kablam. Going all wow. Moses there. Yep. Don't waste all your ammo, dude. This is a weapon of God. I don't have to worry about wasting ammo. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did we? I think we established that that they have, didn't have. Well, yes. okay. The other question is, Ezra, what oh, is? Yeah, um... Be in hell before I worry about counting. <laughs> <laughs> to quote the excellent Jingo from Hex Games. <laughs> I thought that sounded familiar. <laughs> Ezra, where does Bobble Dog tell you? I. Don't know. Let me check Bobble Dog. I don't know if Bobble Dog is working still. Hey, kid. Bobble Dog whispers to you. Jump out the back. What? Jump out the back right now. Uh, He's telling me to go out the back. I am running out the back and jumping out now. Okay. You fling yourself into space. I'd follow along with me, guys. All right. Uh, You kind of hear him say that as he suddenly goes mad, runs out, and jumps off the patio. Wizard sense tingling. I run forward and try to grab his ass. God damn it. Okay. I gave you guys a shout. Look, I didn't leave you in a lurch. I'm like, we gotta go now. I'll give you a chance here. What I do am, that I'm using athletics action? to dodge. Yeah, what's well, called a contested <laughs> athletics role. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> this is totally unexpected, and Ezra just flicked out and booked it. So, Ezra, what if you roll? Add two. All right. Well, that's a total of four. Shit. I got zip. Ooh. Okay, so he disappears, shouting something about following along. A truck passes by underneath him. He goes into the back of it, disappears. Wait, and... say, say, how, describe that exactly again. What happens? Okay, a truck passes by on the street. Okay, as I'm jumping out the window. As you're jumping out. And I you land, land in it. Like, what kind of truck are we talking a big garbage truck over okay, the bed okay. hauling I'm, I'm thing. making sure I don't land inside with the passenger crew. I'm like, okay, I land inside the truck. Okay. No, you land inside a soft, warm bed of rich manure. Uh, you know what? A little bit country. I've had worse. Yeah, absolutely. It really doesn't smell that bad if you're used to it. Yeah. Oh, no, it doesn't. I know that. And the truck is heading down the street. There goes your friend. Fuck. <laughs> There's a low, liquid growl from the doorway behind you. I'm going to do a self-compel. I am so, I don't know whether anger or righteous champ. What do you think is most appropriate? What's your first instinct? My first instinct was anger. Okay, go with it. Because I tend to manifest that when doing this kind of work. Do it. I'm going to compel myself. So he's so in the moment of rage and shooting up this place that he is oblivious to the fact that Ezra just jumped out and that Adam is about to, well, I don't know what Adam's about to do. I would assume he's Adam's about to, about to, yeah, I'm about to jump out the window and yeah. try to get Ezra back. Yeah, so I'm methodically shooting up the idols and crap that I see. You're staying behind. Pretty much. Okay, Adam, jumping? Yeah, so I'm that's jumping. Another fate I'm point. jumping. Okay, yes, please, take that fate point. Okay, you jump and land heavily on the concrete two stories below probably crack the concrete (laughs) i said up to you do you want a mild consequence of oh i'm gonna say busted ankles for you that's mild (laughs) or do you want to take let's say three points of stress here i'll take the stress at the moment you felt worse yeah 
I am going to start cursing about, God damn it, I just fixed my shoulder and I'm going to fix my fucking ankle. <laughs> and David, you're totally oblivious? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go pounding off after the manure truck, I guess. All right. Off Adam goes. David, you're uh, shooting things up here. Mm-hmm. When something knocks you flat on your ass in the office next door. You've sailed through two plasterboard walls. Jesus. You've got a stress seven attack coming at you here. All right. Let's see. What do Ow. I... <laughs> Athletics, I guess. Can I use conviction? Yeah, you I don't... are on the righteous path currently. Yes. yes. So, okay. I was going to mention that earlier when you made your prayer, and I neglected to. Conviction is five. That is a plus, and that is a fucking minus. So I'm at five. But I do have fate points. Let's see if I can... What is it? Seven stress, you said? Seven stress. Okay, then all I need is one. I'm going to tag, hounded by anger. I am just so in the moment of rage that the adrenaline is not allowing me to feel the pain. Excellent. Works for me. But I would say that being knocked through walls, uh, can I see who it is that attacked, or what it is that attacked me? Yes. A hulking humanoid form with a long dog-like head. Two big upright ears. Oh, Anubis. And it's glistening and oily. I'm shooting it. Yeah. It's standing framed perfectly in the pre-dawn light. About time you showed up. I prefer a straight fight to all this investigative crap. Ah. Okay, so I'm at plus six. Ooh, nice. Oh, and I get my gun bonuses also, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. So yes, that is... Oh, I wasn't using firearms. I was using convic- conviction. So that's plus seven, actually. Good. And has a three damage bonus, so it's total of ten. Okay. The thing cocks its head. Uh, its shoulders are up. It's looking down at you haughtily, cocking its eyeless head as you speak. And it makes a disdainful gesture with one taloned, hideous paw. There's a thumb on each side two razor-sharp talons coming out of each finger, and then there's a giant gaping hole in its midsection. All right. It looks down, black oil-like substance running out of it, just pouring, looks back up at you and begins stalking forward, dragging one arm back, fingers spread wide, claws lengthening to swipe. All right. Ooh, this will be a stress eight attack. Jesus, I'm at four. Ouch. I'm going to do a re-roll here. Please do. I'm going to use Holy Champion of the Innocent. Batman. Yep. Good, good, good. All right. I'm at eight with the re-roll. So give me some cool description here. How does it come within Um, a hair's breath of gutting you? He swipes at me, and I slip in the puddle of oil, and his swipe lands where my head was a split second before, and uh, are his claws poison-tipped? Because, okay, well, because if they're not, I was going to have him slice my cheek as I brush past. Perfect. But if it is, I don't want that to, I don't want color description to come back to bite me in the ass. I'm that much of a dick. Go ahead and take it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, he gets a little bit of a gash on his cheek. That's how close this was. Okay. And I'm going to shoot at him again, since that worked so well last time. So, we got automatic four. All right, nine is the total. This thing rears back one big digitigrade leg and slams out at your forearm.
knock it aside, we're looking at athletics roll of seven to defend itself. So that's two. You fire as it's slamming down. The round tears a huge gout out of one of its legs, and it stumbles to the side, dropping to one knee for a moment before catching itself with its hands. So, out on the street, you're chasing <laughs> I, a manure truck. Once I get my senses, I'm going to poke my head out the top, looking back at the building, fully expecting it to explode. You can see one, two, three tall, sort of, well, no doubt about it, Anubis-like silhouettes. They look like living shadows stalking toward the building. Two of them reach the base and begin climbing up the sides with eerie spider-like agility. That's not good. You also can see the stonky but apparently quite athletic figure of <laughs> Adam chasing after you. The truck is leaving him behind. Unless, Adam, you're voluntarily taking some stress to boost your athletics here to keep up. Yeah, you know what? I will. Okay. I'll say that's two stress provided you still got that box free, which I believe you do. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, the only, so the only box I have filled there. at the moment is the three. Oh, yep. man, so. you're going to have to completely replace your legs now. <sighs> but you're keeping up. In fact, you're gaining. Okay. How I'll... fast is this vehicle going? Not very fast. Maybe 20? I'm going to start crawling out and waiting for the truck to stop at a red light or something where I can safely hop off. Yeah, which it does shortly. It pulls up to a stop sign and in true California fashion slows way down to about three miles an hour rather than stopping. You know, out here we call that a California roll. Yeah. Yes, there is a reason it is called that. All right. I will get out quickly then, because I know it's not going to be slow for long. Does he drop down into your arms, Adam? Yeah, pretty much. I didn't want that, but all right. <laughs> yeah. You let go of me now. Considering what you're covered in, yes, I will let go of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, earth magic. That's what this is, sir. Good, rich horse manure. All right. That's earth magic. Mm-hmm. What's that shit crawling on the building where we left David? What, David didn't follow you? No, we didn't. Did I not shout, let's get out of here now? You had this wild look in your eyes like you had been sniffing glue. Wizard sense, man. Is like sniffing glue? You'd be surprised, actually. At any rate, damn it, now we gotta go back and save David. Yeah, man. let's go. Right, all right, all right. Cut back to David. The thing, its long, eyeless face fixed on you reaches out to grab you by the neck. That's a athletics eight attack. It's not a stress attack. It's actually trying to get the aspect chokehold on you. First of all, I'm going to roll. If I need an aspect, I know what I'm going to use with approval, of course. Okay, that's plus one. Plus one of what? Can someone check and see what my holy touch does? Because if I can use... Well, I've got an idea and I want to see it help. It's probably going to be pretty cool, so I'm probably going to let it. <laughs> when acting with pure heart, your touch is harmful to creatures, vulnerable to such things. So it's going to do what you think it okay. wanted to do. <laughs> All right. Now, meanwhile, we got Athletics 8 to contest here, and I've got a plus one, mm-hmm. whatever my damn... You can absolutely use conviction for this roll. Oh, well, all right then. Uh, that's plus six. Good, because my athletics is only great. I'm going to use a fate point to tag an unofficial aspect. This is why I said GM approval here. I'm going to tag an aspect of slippery. Oh, absolutely. Okay, that will put me up to eight. But describe it. Work it in. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to get the mechanical crap out of the way. He goes to grab me to rip my head off, just as I lunge for him, and he slips in his own goo and barely misses me. 
Um, in fact, I'll even say he gets the other cheek. Yeah, that works. Oh, he turned the other cheek. Very good. I did, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Am I within range of any pieces of the X-Cross? All right, I grab a particularly jagged-looking one, grab him by the shoulder, and slam it into his neck. Okay, now you can do a couple different things here. Actually, i got to do something could... with my gun, because I've, I'm going to need two hands for that, I just realized. No, that's fine. Okay. You could try to do some stress to it, or you could spend a fate point and use your holy touch to compel this thing's high-concept outsider guardian. Unholy blasphemy. Hmm. Aberration before God. Any of those things would work. And that could force it to do something. I'm open to interpretation on that. The example they give is forcing a vampire to jump back, hissing, and not be willing to approach you. Hmm. If it's strong enough, maybe you could banish it. Do you want white hot flame? Or do you want some other special effect that'll force it to do something? Nothing's coming to mind as far as forcing it to do anything, and I want to dispatch this motherfucker. I will absolutely let you use conviction as an attack against this thing using your holy touch. Oh, I know what I could do. It's not much, but what the hell? Jamming that piece of the jamming that into, it. into his neck, and he bursts into flames. So that's another yes. fate point. Is that what I'm hearing to get that to happen, or do I still no, have? No, this is just an attack. Oh, okay. Then, just uh, special effects. Okay, plus one. So we got six. I don't get my plus four bonus because I'm not using the gun. So it's just six. And I don't know what my holy touch does as far as adding stress to anything. It allows this. Okay. It doesn't count as a weapon or okay. anything like that. Okay. All right. That. So looking at plus six. So he may be able to offset its it. upper body is engulfed in white hot flame, and it. Daggers back, swiping randomly at the air, crashes through a wall, and disappears, falling over the ledge. Sweet. However, through the hole which it opened, one crawls, and then another breaks through the plate glass window in this room behind you. So, Ezra, Adam, you've reached the building. You see one of these things crawling in through a hole, which another one, flaming, has just exited. Well, the one that's crawling in is not going to get too far because I'm swinging my chain and I'm launching it at its back, hopefully so I can hook it and reel it in. Does the one that's, that's falling awesome. – that is awesome. Does the one that's <laughs> falling down look like it's going to be staying down? Hard to tell in the brief glimpse you have. Then it's I will – It's up to you what you think. Like old skeet shoot, I will try and zap it while it's falling through the air. Excellent. It sounds to me like you might be trying to make a maneuver here. Thunderstep trying to put some sort of aspect on it, like entangled in chains or something like that? Or I, I was, was going to say hooked. Yeah. Just call it hooked so I can reel his ass in. Okay. It is focused on its quarry at the moment, so I'm not worried about making a roll for that. It has the aspect hooked. Okay. And I'm going <laughs> to say the first tag on that is free for anyone who uses it. Okay, well, that's how it works. Gonna use it to yank his ass out of the building. Absolutely, that sounds like a compel to me. Yep. Am I rolling weapons here? Because I mean, this is my hook and chain. No, you're doing a compel basically, and okay. I believe when you do a compel, normally you have to spend a fate point. But in this case, no, you don't because that's the first use. Right. As I'm screwing this up, guys, let me know because I know I'm going to at some point if I haven't sounds, already. Sounds, sounds right. To me. Sounds, sounds right. And that pulls it out and down to the ground. So the moment you see this thing appear, David, it just vanishes. 
pulled backward through the hole. However, there is the other one behind you. Okay. Now, Ezra, <laughs> this is sweet. You're blasting this thing out of the air. Yep. Go. This sounds like one of your rotes. Yep. Using basic Alsharan rote attacking with conviction. It would normally dodge with athletics, whether or not well, it's falling through flip. the air. All right. You I know, know the, uh, la- in the, the last Dresden book, he points out super strength is great, but physics trumps it all. So, you know, an ogre, once it's in the air, is still just a big bunch of mass, and super strengths don't help it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The bigger it's they just, are, the harder they fall. You could totally tag an aspect on this thing falling through the air. Would that be a free tag? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to do that, which puts it to a three plus my conviction, seven. And this is air, so that's control. See if you can juggle them. Four, eight. That's nine shifts coming at it on a weapon five attack. Good God. That's 14. Making my gun look kind of puny. Not at all. Offshire it! This is shard device, right? No, sonic attack. Ah. Attack of shrieking sonic energy. It liquefies like mercury. (laughs) Like, Hey, leave me out of this. Like black liquid metal and sprays away in thick gobbets raining down all over the houses behind it. <laughs> Not fun explaining that one, neighbors. Have you seen that mess down there? No. Who's going to clean, clean up, up this mess down there? <laughs> Another cause quote. I love it. <laughs> You're That's right. Take back everything I said about you. All the times you yanked my ears. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I, I have to say that that's what Ezra shouts back. That is exactly what he shouts in that voice. What's your alertness, David? It's good. So that would be plus three. Okay. As you're shouting this, you don't really feel it other than kind of a dull impact. But this thing has laid its claws into you. Oh, shit. You're looking at a stress seven attack. Okay, do I get a chance to defend? Yes, of course. Okay, that would be, I guess, the innate just luck of... Luck of the Irish! Well, no, it could be your toughness, however you want to describe it. Hey, we already invoked Lucky Charms, so... Okay, those four cancel each other out, which seems to happen a lot. Most common roll is going to be zero. Yep, and so that makes my defense... Uh, what am I defending with? It sounded like conviction, because that's typically what you're... Yeah, so that's five. Well, that's what you've been using here. Yep. You're on the righteous path. Yeah, so. so that's five. And you said it's a what? Seven. Seven. Okay, so I take two, and I have how many? Three, so... Ooh, shit. Uh, maybe I better take a mild consequence to get rid of that. And for a mild consequence, I'll take... Lacerated rids? I was going to say winded. I've already alluded to the fact that he was tired earlier. Oh, yeah. Works for me. Change that to exhausted, and you've got a deal. Okay, fair enough. No more fancy pants maneuvers. I'm just going to shoot this guy. Nine. Oof. It tries to weave to the side out of the way, but you track it and put around, what, square through the head? Yep. Yeah. Blowing its head clean off. It just, like, spatters backward. The thing itself staggers back and then sinks down against the wall, leaving a trail of black filth. Nice. Outside, you've got this thing on the ground. It impacts heavily. You can feel the blow through your feet. And? Ah, since everybody else is done with subtlety, 
to hell with it. <laughs> I'm going to do a Hulk move. I'm going to run, jump up in the air, and land with both feet on its head. I like this. It's going to attempt to roll to the side. Got an athletics defense of six here. I'm assuming this would be Fist. Yes, works for me. All right. Got a total of five. What did it have? Six. Six. You know what? I am, yeah, I'm actually going to spend a fate point. I got five fate points, so I'm going to spend one Mm -hmm. tagging my aspect, not in my neighborhood. I like that. That gives me plus two, right? Yes, it does. All right, so that boosts me up to seven. Oof, okay. Yeah. So you land on its head, driving it into the ground. You can hear a sound like someone chopping salary on a car hood. (laughs) (laughs) You chop, you chop. And if it's still moving, the next thing I'm going to do is just try to yank my chain straight up. And if that means pulling the hook up through its torso, so be it. Excellent. Ezra. Does he look like he's got this guy firmly in hand? That's up to it, you. It, it seems like he's got that guy firmly in hand. <laughs> um, there's no fire escape or anything going up to this window. They were just crawling straight up the walls, hey? Yeah, just went straight up all creepy and bug-like. What would the difficulty be to jump up there? Hmm. Five, two stories. I've got gravity boots, which their whole point was to do this kind of thing. Oh, man, are you kidding? You've got the gravity boots? I'm not even going to make you roll for that. Uh, Okay, so I'm going to activate it once per session. Gives me gravity is my bitch aspect for four exchanges. And yep. Okay. Go, go, boots! And just... (laughs) (laughs) I like the fact that he feels he has to shout it out when he uses them. Oh, yes. That's actually what these boots were designed for, was to do this kind of thing, and I've never actually used them for there that. There you go. <laughs> so that's exactly what I'm God, doing. I love the fate combats. It's just not the fastest in the world, but God, it gives so many cool visuals. <laughs> Jumping through the window. Excellent. Don't look like go-go boots to me, but... <laughs> just doing little kangaroo hops coming in feet first and landing right in there. So you specifically wanted to go through a window. I want to go through the window they were going through. Oh, they were going through an opening, just a big hole that the flaming one had punched in the wall. But oh. you can go through a window, dude. No, I will go through that hole, because then I I know where okay. I'm going to be. David, describe the scene in appropriately dramatic fashion. There's none of these left, right? We got the last one. There's just this thing kicking its heels and tearing up the floor. Oh, he's not Headless, dead yet. Slouched against okay. the wall. I've still got the stick from the other guy in my other hand, mm-hmm. uh, the, yes, the chunk of wood, I should say. Uh, and I'm going to ram it through his back. <laughs> do I need to... I mean, how... I don't know how close he is to being dusted, if you'll pardon the Buffy reference. I will not, but uh, (laughs) it's done now. It's pinned to the wall and slowly winding down. And as that's happening, I look over and I see Ezra there, and I say, Yeah, all the times I inked your ears. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Gentlemen, I believe we're at the point where we usually like to call it, and that seems like a good wrap-up point to me. Yeah. The one that I pile-drived into the ground, is it dead? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a hell of a brawl with that thing, but we can assume that you finish it off. So you'll be cinematically busted up in the next scene. Just use that with some description. That's fine. I'll save that for next time then. And just make a note, cinematically ass-kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so, outstanding issues for our next session, which I believe is in two weeks. Well, we've got to actually find what brought us here. There's monsters, obviously, and I, we seem to be on the right track. Yeah. So we've we just need to find... pinpoint what the egg is. Right. Yeah, we got to find the source of whatever it is these things are guarding. Yep. Good stuff. Okay, gentlemen, you all have a good night. Thank you very much. I hope you guys do. Take care and have a good week.
And there you have it. That was our 16th Dresden Files session. Hope you enjoyed that, because we sure did. And now, on with the surprise I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. For a long time, there's been no pre-game banter, and I know some people have missed that, and I know some people have been very rejoiceful. That's not a word, but it is now. I've kind of been somewhere in the middle. I enjoy the banter when I listen to it in other podcasts, but there are times when you just want to get straight to the game. So, what I've decided to try is, after this podcast is over, and it'll be over just like it usually is with my sign-off, then those who want to can just wait and keep listening, and what will follow will be the pre-game banter post-game, and it'll go right up to the point where the game begins, and then that'll be the end of the podcast. We'll just do a little musical stinger, and that'll be that. And for those who don't care about the banter, feel free to hit delete, no harm, no foul. I think this is the best way to make everybody happy, so that's what we're going to try. It's an experiment. If people don't like it, we don't have to keep doing it. But uh, And the, the banter may not be as polished in the editing department, because I'm trying to do this without increasing an already heavy workload. So this is how it stands now. Hope you enjoy it. In fact, let's just get to that, shall we? If you want to give us some feedback on how you like this new way of doing things, or how you like the Dresden Files episode, or just say something in general. Say hi. We don't care. We'd love to hear from you. You can either leave us an email at feedback at mtmjetpack.com, or you can leave a comment on our Facebook page. Just do a Facebook search for Monkeys Took My Jetpack, like the page, and you can leave comments right there, and we respond. So, we want to hear from you. Thank you for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack. And this is Blind Geek reminding you that your imagination is like a jetpack. You gotta keep it fired up. And always, let it soar! I do not understand hello. The uh, You do not understand hello. I do not, it, well, it, in its most basic form. But I also do not understand the intelligence behind keyboard commands. For example, in Skype for the Mac, to hang up a call, it is Command-Shift-H, which makes sense. To call, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, H for hang up. H for hang up. Yeah. But, hmm. but to call someone... See, now maybe this one will make sense to him. It didn't make sense to me. To call someone, as I've just discovered, is not Command-Shift-C, which would make sense to me, but Command-Shift-R. Where in the hell? Ringing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Radio. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. I, that's, no, I, I didn't think H for hang-up. I was thinking, like, D for disconnect. Ah. Uh. R for resume conversation, assuming that you previously had a conversation with this <laughs> I guess, person. I guess so. I, I, uh, I don't know. But you have to already have the conversation on the screen to call the... I don't know. It's just weird. Anyway. I'm getting something that sort of sounds like like when you got one of those big old Slurpee cups and like you move in the straw around in it. But I don't know who that's coming from because it it's not lighting anybody up. Um, it might be me. I just took a sip of... Ice water from a... It's actually a Slurpee cup. Oh, awesome. <laughs> uh, no, but I've been guilty of that before, as anyone who's been listening to the Gutter Skypes can attest to. Um, <laughs> it's a McDonald's coffee 
cup, mm-hmm. which uh, I got one of them Burger King ones. Yeah, they're good too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm probably going to at some point, relatively soon, refill this puppy because it's a friggin' hot day, and I came back from a walk, and so yeah, water is very, very, very pleasant to it my. Finally, got to the point where we had to put the, uh, we had to put the window shaker in. The window shaker. Yeah, the window. You're, you've got a air conditioner yeah, that fits in your window. Shake. Well, get. Oh. Oh, okay. I was okay. thinking the you know device to put randomized vibrations into your That's window what... so that laser microphones don't work. <laughs> I'm it does right that there. Too. I was going to say I was right don't there with you. Don't use a personal massager; it's too regular. I just had a really bad vision enter my head. You bastard! <laughs> oh, bad or fantastic? <laughs> oh, the kids in the neighborhood my. bad. Uh, <laughs> I think it was unintentional, Al, but you did a pretty decent George Takei impersonation just a second ago. Or if it was intentional, then by all uh, means. Yes. <laughs> if it was good, then yes. <laughs> Bad oh, or man. fantastic. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yes. Yeah. George Takei is one sexy beast. <laughs> Apparently, he posted this picture on Twitter that I almost fell out of my chair laughing. Uh, somebody took like a screenshot of the old uh, Star Trek show, and it was just the right timing mm-hmm. where it looked like Kirk was for- forcing a woman into his crotch. <laughs> and well, it wouldn't be out of character. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> Scotty is standing nearby, and someone's captioned it as like, Good God, show some restraint, Jim! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! And, and, and of course, he posted it, and... You know, his caption was, oh, my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been going back and watching some of the originals, which I ain't seen in a long time. And I'm surprised at, you know, it's hit and miss, but I'm surprised at how often it's a hit. I'm enjoying a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. I was going to go see Pacific Rim today, but I wound oh, up sleeping. We saw that Sunday. That was the last thing Leighton and I did before I had to leave. We saw Pacific Rim. It's like... At the end of it, he turned to me and said, "Was there anything about that you did that you didn't like?" I'm like, "Not a thing, Leighton." <laughs> yeah, the worst okay. the worst review I've heard of it was someone said I would have loved it when I was 15. That I mean, which, there's not a plot there's not a plot point or twist that isn't telegraphed that you don't expect if you've seen any war movie ever. But <laughs> I was fine with that. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I wouldn't imagine going in there that I was. That I'd be set up to expect a masterpiece of suspense. <laughs> There's a couple twists that were kind of like, oh, I didn't really expect that, but still. Yeah, but like the main character stuff, it's like, yeah, that's, that, that's exactly how it should go. Yes, and it's it's giant robots, and it's, there's enough plot to hang things on, and I like all the characters are likable. and Oh, nice. You understand sure. their motivations, and the robots and everything, it's just like, wow, look at all the chipped paint and rust streaks on the robot. They look lived in. Cool. Something that awesome. you know, the exact opposite of latter day Lucas. It's like, yeah, that's a that thing's been used for thirty years. Which is as it should be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Lucas could learn a lot from well, early Lucas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to laugh. One of the reviews I saw, somebody said it's like Power Rangers on steroids. 
And then somebody yeah, commented man. somebody commented underneath it, how in the hell is that a bad review? Yeah, <laughs> that's, ex- that's exactly it. It's like Leighton pointed out, the bad reviews are a lot of the people who don't understand adventure fiction. It's like, I do like giant robots, but I don't want to like giant robots, and therefore I'm going to be disdainful of the whole giant robot genre. It's like, no, I like giant robots, therefore I like giant robots, yeah. and this yeah. movie is great. I like giant robots. I like giant monsters. You have them beating up on each other. It's a win-win. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, it's... times were great. They looked like, oh, I can tell this robot from this robot. I can see what it's doing. How were the, the monsters? They were great. Look at the big, that's like, that's a big old monster. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need much more than that. Yeah, I mean, they were good monster designs. Nothing incredibly innovative, but like, yep, that's a big old, that's a kaiju. That is a kaiju. <laughs> and they got names like Knifehead and Leatherback. Awesome. Because they give them code names when they appear. Well, we got a level three kaiju, right? codenamed Leatherback, coming in off the coast of Hong Kong. That's beautiful. That's that's awesome. Deploy yeah. Eureka Striker. <laughs> this, I would... This movie and they shout out every weapon they're using before they <laughs> use it, but it makes sense because they've got to activate it. You know, there's co-pilot, two pilots, so they've got to shout out which one they're using. Like, it's like rocket elbow now. Okay, now I want to see this sword. I didn't really want to see this movie before because I'm kind of hit and miss on the whole giant robot thing. Don't really care, but it looked that what you're describing sounds really cool. So now I kind of want to see it. Uh. Yeah, it's awesome. Leighton and I talked about it for like a, the entire trip back. I'm like, that movie was great. It's like, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's, it's, it's a pity that it got beat by grown-ups too. too, but you know what? I hold out hope because if any, if everything I've heard is any indication, that was people going to see it and coming out going, good God, that sucked ass. Yeah, what, In which case. Wrong, what's wrong with you, America? Yeah, Grown Ups well, Two is beating out Pacific Rim, and yeah. the Pickle Me Two is breaking, beating it out. Well, that one I kind of understand. It's still a of. sequel. It's like this is an original property, not based on anything. Yeah, which means people don't know what to expect going in. Sequels, you, you sequels people already know. That's not the point, though. And it, and again, again, though, the title doesn't tell you very much, and people are. When I hear the title Pacific Rim, I think that sounds really boring. The only reason I knew it was anything different is because I talked to you guys. Well. You know, I'll admit this. Showing nothing but giant robots beating up giant monsters. It's been pretty. Yeah, yeah well, pretty, some of us well, ain't seen the advertisements, have we? And well, and I give you Transformers, where the trailers no, showed fighting robots yeah. and people. No, the trailers didn't show shit. The trailers showed <laughs> really? what appeared to what me a, to be a up. camera inside a washing machine full of electronic parts. <laughs> Thank a you. Lot, a lot of. Uh, I, I had no problem with the first Transformers. Any movie past that point, just ju- fuck it. Yeah, I didn't even. I'll see just it leave through. it at that. Fuck. I it. agree. <laughs> I thought the first one was decent. I I bought it. I mean, it was fun. Left not, cheek. Left cheek. <laughs> not gonna say it was. Great. <laughs> not gonna say it was great cinema by any means. Oh, no. If you're going to go with craptastic cinema, I think Independence Day was better. But I thought Transformers was pretty good. But yeah, they both have plot holes you could drive a semi through. Yeah, but, but I you don't know, mind that when it's that kind of movie. Seriously, the point. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, 
Pacific Rim's going to make a mint overseas, though. They've got a nice, like, oh, yeah. uh, they've got a nice international cast. It's not all gung ho. America is the best. It's like, nope. Humans, put, oh. you know, we put aside our, you know, in the beginning narrative dialogue, it's like, yep, the countries put aside their differences to fight against giant monsters. So, so it's you know, anti-American, is what you're saying. <laughs> Well, pretty much, yeah, if you're not poor, and I guess it would be. And I think it still has... You got has... Americans, you got Chinese, you got Russians, you got British all working together to fight giant monsters like they should. I think it still yeah. has hope here, just because uh, it was beaten out by... I mean, I expected it to be beaten out by Despicable Me too, because it's been getting really good reviews, and it was a sequel, so people, like I said, know what to kind of what to expect going in. But I think exactly. word of mouth is going to help this, and it's going to sink... Uh, unless there's something really amazing coming out next week, which I don't think there is. I think anything's coming out till nothing cool's coming out till Thor. Yeah, so I would agree. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll admit, I've seen Despicable Me too with my daughter, and she loved it. And that's usually my kind of measurement when it comes to kids' movies. I like the uh, original. I'm not the sure original the was sequel. really good. The I've sequel was surprisingly yeah. good. Cool. The sequel was surprisingly good. All the I, I kind of want to see it because I, too, liked the original, but the trailers all focused on the minions, and they were my least favorite part of the original. Really? So I don't, yeah, I mean, they were all right, but but I, 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 thought the, the, I thought the other characters were more interesting. I, I certainly didn't think there needed to be a whole movie based around them, if that's what they did. But, no, they're, they're going to do that separately. Ah, well, I'll... I'll pass on that one. But yeah, there is going to be a minion movie, and I think that's what it's actually being called. <laughs> well, maybe that'll go for the direct to direct to home theater crowd. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard about anything else that's coming out that I'm even like remotely interested in. So, I mean, Thor two is about the only one. That's it for me. Oh, hey, did you hear that Hobomancer got nominated for an Eni for Best Electronic Book? Yes. Cool. Please so. Yes. I know what I'm voting for. Yes, please do. Vote early vote often. I've actually never, I've never voted for an Eni before, so this will be a new experience for me. I was just about to ask, how do you vote? Uh, any not site? Not uh, it doesn't start yet, but... Oh. Uh, they just released the nominees today. I think voting starts on the 22nd. And, yeah, just go to... The Eni's website. Awesome. I'll be back, gents. I'm going to do that top off I was talking about earlier. Woohoo! Spring break. <laughs> oh, good. shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Take it all off, baby. It's getting hot in here. This Spring is Dresden Files, not Frat here. Boys versus. <laughs> Although that would be kind of a cool. I want to play that game again. Frat that was Please versus Harry Dresden. I don't Frat even know where to go with that one. That's They'd make him all feel bad and like he's a dork and nerd and I have a big crisis of like, damn jocks are still getting to me after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. Grown-ass man. Grown-ass man. <laughs> Grown-ass man. White, Warden of the White Court. The Winter Nights. <laughs> Goddamn jocks are to me. Fucking jocks still make me feel like dirt. What the hell's wrong with me, Dresden? <laughs> That's exactly uh, how it would go, too. You know it would. It probably would, actually. I wouldn't be surprised if you were right. They tripped me and knocked the uh, role-playing games out of my book. I was going over to Billy's to play some... I can't remember what game it is they play. <laughs> I think they play D&D. 
Oh, it's some like shadow something or whatever they. It's the game that they consistently play. I mean, it's D and D, but they have. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Rose by any other name. Blah, blah, they knocked blah. the monster manly out of my hands and then laughed at my hat. <laughs> <laughs> I really badly wanted to blast him with fire, but I can't do that. Number of years ago, I was heading somewhere, carrying a book or maybe stack of books, and somebody, total stranger, shouted across the street at me, Hey, why are you reading? Really? Yeah, not what are you reading? Why? That's a Bill Hicks routine. But it has happened to me twice in my life. It happened to him in a diner. It happened to me just walking down the fucking street, and it's happened to me twice. It, uh, <clears throat> I mean, how do you even respond to that? Because I have a brain. What's your excuse? I mean, really, you're like, <laughs> uh... Yes, I'll read so I don't become a waitress in a Denny's. <laughs> yes, that was great. I mean, that's the perfect answer. Glad we got a a Rita. But I'm like, I, I just couldn't even respond. I'm like, the, the tenets of civilization have apparently escaped your grasp. And no response to that. Oh, I'm always amazed at the stupidity of people, but... I'm not amazed anymore. That's the sad thing. Well, for me, it's like the Grand Canyon. Like, you know it's there. It's not new, but it's still always amazing in its own way. That's a good allegory. That's a very good allegory because there are times where it's like, all right, no, I can't get any deeper than this. And son of a bitch, somebody finds a deeper hole. Yeah, it's just amazing. (laughs) And half the time when I go to visit it, the stupidity of humanity is filled with smog. I wouldn't know about that. I got to deal with, you know, uh, I got to deal with the after effects of No Child Left Behind. Don't get me started. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> uh, your species doesn't winnow its young. Yeah, no, it should at times. You know, I honestly think there, <laughs> there's a case to be made for some whipping some chlorine into the gene pool. Okay, um, back. We know. We know that's a good word. It is a good word. I like it. I get these people that are like, oh, it was so great in biology in high school. And yes, and then you hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to college where our first year is unlearning everything you learned in high school. Yep. See also history. Assuming you learned anything in high school. Yeah, <laughs> history, man. Which would be a mean feat college where you get to learn all the gray area in those black and white uh, yep. history lessons. Shades of gray is all that I find when I look to the enemy lines. I know that. What is that? You, you, you that really, what is that from? you look at the enemy lines and you see a shitty fan fiction novel? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. I know that every silver lining has got a touch of gray. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Bravo, sir. Bravo. <laughs> That's actually a great song. That's like the only Grateful Dead song I like. Well, um, I don't blame you. I mean, they're pretty good, but um, I don't like all their music either. Great, Grateful Dead's one of the one of those things where the fans ruined me before I even got a chance <laughs> to enjoy. Yep, it. I know what you mean, man. That's why I avoid the first concerts I ever went to. That's why I avoid 
pretty harshly uh, Adventure Time fandom. Like, I like Adventure Time a lot. Yeah. Just the periphery I've seen of your fandom, I'm going to hate, so I will stay over here and enjoy it in silence or with, like, a couple of specific friends. Yep. See, this is... You know, I, I don't get into any specific fandom either because of those types of problems. Yep. I enjoy liking something. I don't want to be in a fandom. Yeah. I like I like talking about what things I like, and that's what fandom is good for. But there's some fandom that um are terrible. That's oh, true. I actually, you want to? Oh, sorry. I, go I, ahead, Eric. I whoa. I hope that. Phew. Go okay, ahead, that Blind was, Geek. Sorry. Sorry. I. What? I had an incident while I was while he was apologizing. I heard something fall, and I was afraid it was going to knock my ice water onto the computer. That would have been bad. Ooh. Okay. Um. Now that my heart is no longer in my throat, what was I going to say? Ice water or your ice water? Ice water. How would you spot your eye? <laughs> well, you got eyes all flying around. Mm, yeah, like you, you just you just got to take care of them. You know, that's right. I hate the ones with bad wings. Those are little bastards. I am the eye. Okay. What the hell was I? Um. <laughs> Damn it. You all Ten suck. pounds of life. I cannot remember what the hell I was going to say now. Uh, Phantoms being Phantom, yes. I used to be much more of a Star Trek fan before I started uh, reading the uh, internet internet conversations about the episodes as oh, I God. watched them. And I finally had to stop because I would watch an episode and go, That was awesome! And then I'd get online and read about how there were 12 new yachties which for the uninitiated is yet another yet another trek inconsistency. Oh, for the love of And yeah, and so <laughs> they weren't trying to make anything consistent, they, man. They were trying to make a weekly serial <laughs> that maybe would make some dough. You know, I'm a Doctor Who fan. We got used to that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what where, I where I, Douglas I, Adams boldly said, yeah, continuity is whatever he could remember at any given time. And that's exactly. perfectly fine and I have they no drank problem a with lot. that. <laughs> And it, it does. It seems like Doctor Who fans are a lot more tolerant of that kind of thing, whereas Star Trek fans want everything. I think I know why, too. Try meeting some Tiny Star Wars penises. fans. No, oh, gee. Yeah. Mm. Well, that kind of blows my theory. But uh, my theory was going to be that people want Star Trek to be this cohesive, it could be our future, so they want everything to make sense so that it's easier to pretend that, that oh, yes, that is where we're headed and in 300 years, there will be a Starship Enterprise and whatnot. Whereas <laughs> Doctor Who, they realize it's a fiction, it's a science fiction series, and it's just trying to tell good, fun stories. Yeah. Well, now, it's ostensibly a children's show, so. That yeah, explains no. why I like it. Yeah, I, I don't, I find, I, I know that's true. I mean, it's Doctor just, Who. No, I know. Yeah. I know that's true. It's just hard to believe because apparently... England and the U.S. have vastly different ideas of what children can tolerate. The season of Doctor Who you're looking at, too. I mean, it had a 20-year run, so it comes and it comes yeah, and peaks and that's true. That's true. Now, there are some things where it's, yeah, my daughter's not seeing that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the old show specifically, but... Well, I mean, you're talking about fandoms and how fandoms go sour. Yeah. Um, Star Wars, it, yeah. Well, no, I I think along the times uh, along the terms of uh, bronies. Like, can I, I Anything like, is ruined when it's discovered by the masses. Yeah, I you like know, that cartoon, I, but I don't. I like no, the cartoon. A, 
Well, oh god. So I like the cartoon because I'm an animation geek, but I'm not. No, I'm yeah. not a brony. I'm not. Yeah, well, my my daughter likes the show. I like it because it has good writing and everything. Yeah. But what I find funny is uh, my daughter. Her birthday was on the seventh, and uh, she had a My Little Pony birthday party. Oh. And my wife, very cute, big artistic person, like goes online, figures, you know, finds all these arts and crafts and was looking for pony pictures, like high, high res, good pony pictures that she could print out and use in designs and stuff. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's she came used up, the internet before, right? Oh yeah. She's used it before, okay. but so she, she knows that that's not a app, good idea. Yeah. I, for God's sake, she, she does like anti-hacking stuff. And, uh, she came up to me one day and said, do you have any idea how much pony porn there is out there? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> our closest genetic relative is the Bonobo. <laughs> yeah, but there's some things where it's like, uh, no. No, there is nothing like that to human beings. Have you seen these things? <laughs> Yeah, I know, bonobo chimpanzees, 99.9% genetically identical. No, I'm talking about human beings. Have you seen these things? No, yeah, they're, you know, they're fucking shaved monkeys. Exactly. No. <laughs> Anything that moves, they'll they fucking, fucking shaved monkeys. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, you chimps. Speaking of funking shaped monkeys. What? <laughs> Do they say that Sam? again? Because I am yeah. not entirely sure what that was. <laughs> I heard funky shaved monkeys. <laughs> I, I heard something else with the F word. So um, I thought that was right. what you said a second ago when you no. were talking about humans. Do they call me Sam the bridge builder? No. Fun one donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that with I heard that same joke with monkey. <laughs> <laughs> a, I think I heard sheep before. It's a Good old joke. It's a versatile joke. Okay, so you chimps, you guys want to do some Dresden? 